0: Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of Orange Fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football comes so close, but cannot get the job done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz post-game podcast where Syracuse football took a 44-37 heartbreaking loss to the Pittsburgh Panthers on the road. Just a tough one to swallow for the Orange, who started off this season with so much momentum, 4-0, but now have lost the past two on the road. The momentum shift has been noticeable. Of course, this game going all the way until overtime, so it was just that little bit at the end of this Pittsburgh game. And also last week, just that little bit on the last minute of the regulation play against Clemson that the Orange has fallen apart. In today's game, the Orange and the Panthers both scored 14 in the first quarter. So each of them coming out strong. And then Syracuse going into halftime, just down a little bit against Pitt by a score 20-17. So just a field goal difference. Starting off the third quarter, there was... A big shift in the game potentially could have derailed either team's success going into the rest of the game as there was more than an hour rain delay, just torrential downpour in Pittsburgh, not something the Orange would have dealt with at home. Of course, Cary Dome has a roof, but on the road, the rain delayed things for a while coming into the third quarter. So then they picked it back up around 325 in the afternoon was the scheduled time and The Orange wind up coming back and asserting their dominance again. 14 points in the third quarter. The Panthers did wind up getting seven, but Syracuse regained the lead. Then the fourth quarter, Pittsburgh able to put up the numbers a little bit more. Score-wise, 10 for the Panthers and 6 for the Orange. But it was the three points right before the end of the game. The field goal scored by Pittsburgh that tied it up 37-37. That would eventually go down and make the difference. Syracuse would get the ball back with eight seconds left. They just rushed the ball for a loss of one yard, and that was the end of regulation. So you get into overtime, and that's where the back and forth play starts for Syracuse and Pittsburgh, of course, college football. Start the ball on the 25-yard line, try and score a touchdown. If you can do that, well, congratulations. You come away with the W. So break it down for you exactly what kind of happened here and what online is colloquially being referred to as quarter five. It just didn't work in Syracuse's favor. On the first possession, Pittsburgh has it first, 25-yard line. And on third and goal, they wind up rushing it. Three straight rushing plays, and this one's a three-yard rush by Hall for the Panthers. And it goes into the end zone. The play was under review. They ruled it the touchdown. Kick was good, so Pittsburgh went up 44-37. Now, Syracuse has their chance, okay? So they're on the other 25-yard line against Pittsburgh. They're ready to go. And on the first and 10, Eric Dungy is intercepted by the Panthers' Coleman. And that's it. The touchback happens, and the game is over because Syracuse was unable to score another touchdown to tie it back up. It's whoever is able to. If you can score a touchdown, the other team is going to have to do that also, or it just goes, keeps going back and forth here Syracuse first play Dungee throws an interception. So an unfortunate interception for the Orange and one that wound up costing them the game at the end of the day. When you look back to see just how much each play matters, that field goal for Pittsburgh toward the end of the fourth quarter, literally at the end of the fourth quarter, and then just one miscue on a throw by Eric Dungee in overtime after the Panthers were able to execute on their first overtime drive. Throughout the game, to get to that point, it was the Pirates who controlled the rushing game. Meanwhile, the Orange were more successful through the air. Syracuse, able to get 195 yards through the air, 18 completions, 38 attempts. There were two interceptions, though, of course, that last one, extremely costly. Syracuse was also able to intercept the Panthers once throughout the game. That interception by Christopher Frederick made with 17 seconds left in the second quarter, right before halftime. So Syracuse calls a timeout, 17 seconds on the clock, and Eric Dungy is sacked. And so the rest of the clock runs down. As far as rushing goes, Syracuse, 177 total yards. Well, that's compared to Pittsburgh's 265. Something we've heard Dino Babers talk about all season long so far is needing to shut down the opposing team's running game. And when they've done that, they've been successful. Just look at Florida State as an example. They were able to shut down the running game. Cam Akers was supposed to be amazing coming into the game. He ran for over 400 yards against Syracuse in the past, last year. And then he comes into that game shut down by Syracuse's defense, and Syracuse goes on to take the win. Today, that didn't happen for Syracuse. They allowed 265 yards compared to their 177 Now, each team scored three touchdowns on the ground, as well as one touchdown through the air. But the difference where Pittsburgh was able to get nearly 100 yards more than Syracuse by pounding the turf through the rushing game, that's a way to keep advancing the ball, and that's what they were able to do. Just keep on going, going, going. It wears down a defense more than a simple pass that gains a lot of yards does. Just continuing to run the ball, pound the ball through the defense, And Syracuse allowed Pittsburgh to do that against them in this game. And even though Syracuse had a better day through the air than Pittsburgh did, Eric Dungy didn't really have the best day of his career. 18 completions on 38 attempts, just 195 yards, threw one touchdown, two interceptions, again that one in overtime, ending the game. Longest pass was 42 yards, and he was also sacked twice, and again, one of those sacks came right before halftime, just 17 seconds left. So not a difference maker, but it eliminated an opportunity that Syracuse had right after they had made an interception. Maybe they could have put up a few extra points on the board. A long throw, get out of bounds and work the clock, somehow get within field goal range. It was a touchback, so they were pretty far from that. But the the sacks, the interceptions, Dungy was unable to get it done as he he was a little bit out of character compared to what we were used to seeing. On the ground, Dungey did lead in rushing, 81 yards. Then it was Dante Strickland and Mo Neal right behind him, 48 and 38 yards, respectively. So just a slower game than Syracuse is used to. Despite the 37 points, it, it wasn't the cleanest game we've seen them play and definitely not the solid game that Syracuse needs to play in order to become a ranked team, which... If Syracuse won last week, the, the talk was that they would be a ranked team. The Orange got so close after taking Clemson all the way to the end. And then this week, they're like, okay, if we get another win here, we were 4-1, get another win, 5-1, we potentially could get ranked. The Orange could be in the top 25. But then, again, literally down to the last second, it was that interception last second that made the difference. And you look at the stats— It's not as clean of a game as Syracuse probably would have liked to play. And we talk about Dungy being sacked twice. Well, the Syracuse defense was on point. They were able to get three sacks against Pittsburgh. They got Pickett down three times for 24 yards, Pickett being Pittsburgh's quarterback, of course. And they were able to keep up the pass rush that has been successful for them over time, but for whatever reason, we're not able to hold the fort on the line when Pittsburgh was running the ball. And the Syracuse offense was pretty good as well. And any other day, if you told me that, hey, on third down conversions, Syracuse is going to go 10 for 18 in this game, which they did, I'd be pretty impressed, especially when you hear that Pittsburgh only went 3 for 12 in that same category. It just didn't wind up turning out that way there is some kind of imbalance in this game that we haven't seen so far this year where a loss like last week against Clemson was one heartbreaking at the last minute, but one where you could say, okay, we could feel good about this loss in a way. Would have been even better if we won, but we could feel good about how we played the number three team till the last minute. They ha- We were winning most of the time. But here against Pittsburgh, just falling behind, spent a lot of the time behind Pittsburgh, whereas they haven't trailed much in any other game before this game at the Pirates. So one to hopefully not knock the Orange off balance for the rest of the season, but you look at those four wins and you know Syracuse has not gotten more than four wins in the past three seasons. They're looking for that fifth win. It feels like they could have gotten that fifth win. They could have gotten it against Clemson. It would have been huge for the program. Could have been huge for the year. Could have gotten the win today against the Pittsburgh team that, was under 500. And now suddenly beats the 4 and 1 orange makes them 4 and 2. Don't want to have a repeat where suddenly you get knocked off balance after such a powerful start to a season. And then wind up going 4 and 8 again for the fourth season straight. That would probably be the worst nightmare for Syracuse fans, for the Syracuse team. And especially for head coach Dino Babers, as it finally feels like that cake he was talking about for a while is really being eaten. Now, the good news for the Orange is that they have a bye week next week. They're off for the week. Time to recuperate. Time to slow it down. Evaluate what worked out pretty well so far this season. See what went wrong here on the road against Pittsburgh. And just take a moment to mentally refresh. Take a time for... It's halfway through the season, six games down, six games left on the schedule. Calm down, figure out what you need to do. Because the Orange have been having arguably their best season in a few years right now, in 2018. And they just need to kind of shake off this Pittsburgh loss. Hopefully, they don't think about it too much during this bye week, though. The one concern about a bye week when you're coming off a loss is is that you're just going to keep thinking, man, we lost, man, we lost, man, we lost. You don't have that same energy of, let's get prepared. Okay, right away, we've got to turn our mind to next week. Well, because there is no next week. It's in two weeks from now. You have a whole 14 days to really internalize what just happened. The Orange need to remember how well they've been doing, how well the first four games went, the first five games, despite the loss against Clemson, very close, just by four points, they held them out. Keep those positive messages in mind as you're getting ready to come home again on October 20th against the North Carolina football team, which should be much easier than the Clemson game where they were able to play so well. And even Pittsburgh, despite the fact that Pittsburgh was under 500 coming into the day, that they were still a harder game than this North Carolina game looks to be. Syracuse needs to use this bye week efficiently and get back into the positive mindset okay yes you lost wipe it off as if you had a game next week and you have to prepare think about it think about the things that went wrong and improve upon it because you've got time to work on those mistakes but focus mainly on the positives of what has happened so far throughout this season So Syracuse has a bye week coming up on this weekend. And then after that, they return to the Carrier Dome on October 20th to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. They'll be in the Carrier Dome. That game, still the time yet to be announced. But to keep up to date with that, as well as all of your other Syracuse football news, keep reading our blog posts at orangefizz.net, as well as follow us and like us on Twitter and Facebook at OrangeFizz. Once again, my name is David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz Postgame Podcast. Stay safe, stay cool, stay friendly, and enjoy. And we'll speak with you next time.